0: This episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by...
1: Extra Strength Riot Brand Rebel Undies!
0: For the mess you know you're going to make in those tense situations. Rebel Undies! Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kiss. And we're the co-authors of a science fiction comedic book series called...
1: Prison Dad!
0: That's right, prisondad.com. You can find our books, you can find our podcasts, you can blah 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 blah.
1: Character descriptions.
0: Drawings. Drawings. (laughs) So, uh, this week on Silly Talks About Science Fiction, we're gonna talk about resistance. And rebellion. Stories. You know, some of our our favorite stories. Now, what we want to say is we are currently experiencing some dark times. Yes. And, uh... We do not condone any of these uh, acts of violence.
1: Except if you're punching Nazis.
0: You can always punch a Nazi. Yes. But just make sure that it is a Nazi you're punching first. And not someone like having a conversation about punching Nazis and you just hear the word Nazi and you punch them.
1: Yeah, but even if you think somebody could be a Nazi, I'm kind of okay with you punching them.
0: Yeah, because you'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry I punched you. I thought you were a Nazi. You'd be like, oh, I totally get it. I get that a lot.
1: Yeah, you're saying anti-Semitic things. <laughs>
0: you just needed a punch in the face.
1: Maybe it'll wake them up. If not, it will injure them. And there is nothing wrong with injuring Nazis. It right? Just isn't? No,
0: no, no. Seriously, what are the police gonna be like? You know,
1: they're gonna be like, like "Oh yeah, yeah, that was I, a Nazi." I would have done that Clearly too. Yeah,
0: punch Nazis. You punch a Nazi. But uh, no. But seriously, though, like no, no, no. I blowing mean, things up and
1: yeah
0: like parliament you know. or like things so um but
1: science fiction stories have always been out there and I don't believe that media causes people to
0: with two crazy violence. kids in people Philadelphia suburbs violence. podcast sparks a yeah. <laughs> military coup <laughs> people
1: choose violence in their own way and they can blame Ozzy Osbourne all they want but it's not really his fault Everyone is responsible for themselves and their own actions. So we're, on, we're And on, also
0: punch Nazis. Right, punch Nazis. So we're, we're on day 10 of, <laughs> of uh, you know, oh, this podcast can get very political, but we're going to yep. try to avoid some of that. So we're on day 10 of our um, occupation, we could trump, call it.
1: trump eh. yep. Uh And
0: things are really bad. You know, they're yep. only getting worse. Every day gets worse and worse. But we had light. Last night when the Muslim ban was overturned by a federal court. So we have like, we have like victory number one. Yeah.
1: Fighting back.
0: Yeah. So this is great. So it gave us some inspiration. Like, why don't we make a podcast about other resistance and, um, you know, resist, um.
1: Yes. That and and the awesome Women's March, which was also continued in various countries around the world. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Resist, rebel.
0: So, the first thing we want to talk about is a newer show. I'm going to try not to give too many spoilers because I know a lot of people don't have Prime, but it's um, Man in High Castle.
1: Yeah, it's really, really well done, but it's very intense yeah. and it's sad. And
0: Season it's, two is better than season one, also. If you gave up, yeah. my brother gave up halfway through season one, and uh, go back to it if, if you did that. Yeah, also. I think it
1: only gets better. I mean, there's, like, some slow parts, but in general, it's just a really great show.
0: I did not feel season two was that slow at all. I felt season two, like, was, like, boom.
1: season one was so good. I know, yeah. It's heartbreaking. But anyway, so the premise is that this is an alternate reality based on a Philip K. Dick book um, where the Nazis and the Japanese won World War II because they got the nuclear weapons first. So now it's the 1960s. And we have people who are trying to rebel against this fascist regime. And the way that they're doing this is they find these videotapes
0: that they have to send
1: back to... Or, well, films, yes, or film reels. That they have to send back to the man in High Castle. And nobody knows who he is except the high-level resistance people. And these video reels are... Alternate realities, so they show the Americans winning yeah. and how the world would be different. And then there's also people who can time travel, I guess, no, in, dimensional or they they can travel. yeah they can travel into like the different like realities. realities, the different time loops. Um. So it's really cool, but it centers around this young woman who is taking, you know, jujitsu classes and trying to participate in the culture. Um, But her sister is part of the rebellion. Her sister gets killed in the first episode, and she gets a hold of one of these videos. Um, And so she gets kind of pulled into the rebellion. And her boyfriend, you know, is sort of... His family is injured as a result of her involvement. Right. And then you kind of find out as it goes along... What her family's involvement is in the current regime, but you also find out, like, you know, that there are people resisting within the Nazi Party, yeah. and then there's people in the Japanese government who don't so necessarily. Agree. Everything
0: east of the Rockies is German controlled. Everything west of the Rockies is Japanese controlled, mm-hmm. and then the Rockies themselves are kind of like a neutral zone. That right? Yeah, we've they talk a lot about so.
1: Um. Yeah, and then people are somewhat free in the neutral zone but at the same time like there's oversight everywhere yeah because Nazis by their nature are so paranoid because they come from a place of hate and fear right you know they're constantly inspecting everything right you know and, and killing anybody that disagrees with their you know very limited world view exactly but it's a great show um, and it's cool. Like, you know, the, the rebellion is very subversive in mm-hmm. this storyline. There's nobody sort of out on the streets saying, like, we rebel. No. Or even starting war yet, but they're all rebelling by creating connections with each other and sharing information.
0: Right, um, exactly. That's, that's, that's so great. It's a quiet rebellion. My next um, story of rebellion I want to talk about would be the Maquis which started on Star Trek Next Generation, and, uh, you know, you really got the story continued on uh, Deep Space Nine. And the Maquis were made up of Federation and Bajoran sympathizers that... I'm sorry, no. Bajoran sympathizers, because when the planet Bajor was overtaken by the Cardassians...
1: Cardassians!
0: Um, you know... You know... just before like Deep Space Nine started, they um, they had very uh, weak... Uh, also, Voyager had you know the half of the crew on Voyager was was made up of the Maquis also because they got stuck out too uh, in the Delta Quadrant. So basically, um, the 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 premise here is that you know they they didn't trust anyone. They were high military. You know, like uh, they had a lot of stolen military, you know, stuff, and they they just wanted to just you know destroy, kill as many Cardassians as they possibly could. And the Cardassians were very evil too. I,
1: I could get piled Nah. Just
0: <laughs> so what we we see with the with, uh, with the Maquis was you know definitely like you know same same characteristics. Skeptical about new members, you know, skeptical about who they share information with. They don't know who they can trust. They don't know who's invading. You know who's. Whose side people are on, but you know that's like you know, it's like uh, Brad Pitt in um, in Glorious Bastards, where he's like you know killing Nazis,
1: one hundred Nazi scallops. My friend Tom Powell put that as his uh, Facebook.
0: Yeah, I saw that the the other day. day Tom Powell's good people. Yeah, he is. So, Um, um, so the monkey is. um, Yeah, that's my that's my um, that's my uh, my take on a cool um, cool resistance story. We should we should talk about the big one though.
1: Um, So Star Wars, which they really have gotten back into the Rebellion storyline, you know, with Rogue One. Um, But we, on our podcast a couple weeks back, covered um, the Star Wars outtake scenes where you really see, like, Luke and his friends talking about what's going on with the Empire and how they, you know, are taking over people's individual farms, taking over people's livelihoods.
0: You're working for the Empire before you know it. Yep, yep.
1: Um, controlling people, and it's all born out of hatred and fear because you even have in Rogue One, when they come to get Galen or so, um... You know, they're saying, well, you know, we're going to threaten everybody with this new war weapon that we have. And their idea is, you know, you make them scared, so then they submit and obey. Right. It's all this sort of, like, fascist, evil way of thinking about the world. So you have in Rogue One, that's the beginning of the Rebellion. So that's the stealing of the plans for the Death Star, which Galen Erso had purposely Well, it's not the beginning of the Rebellion. Well, it's not the beginning of the Rebellion, but it's, like, where the Rebellion really takes off. Because it's the first time that they can really hit back on the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's definitely people that are working, you know, you have, you have Saul Guerra, who's been working for years. To but he's, he's
0: intense. He, he has no boundaries he's, whatsoever when yeah. it comes to...
1: Whereas really, like, Mon Mothma and the other leaders that she meets with, they haven't started a war yet. No. They're only just keeping tabs on what the Empire's doing. And information, sort of realize, once again. Like, like we,
0: we saw again, we saw information, you know, trade information. To,
1: right. But at this point, you know, this is where it tips the scales into being like, we have to fight back because this machine that they're creating can destroy planets. Right. Which we see in A New Hope.
0: Because in Empire, seriously, like, there's the Rebel Base in the beginning, there's the, the awesome battle on Hoth, but then, you know, Han and Leia, their ship's broken down, and invaders just trying to find them. Luke's training. Then everybody meets back up at the end. Like you lose the rebellion aspect for part of Empire because Vader's just so determined to 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 find Luke and the Millennium Falcon. Uh, you know he doesn't know Luke's not. On and then it, well, you know, he wants Jedi, his kids
1: to join him. But right? Then he realizes that his cause is evil.
0: Right. Half a Jedi is is him is uh, you know trying to get Han back. Then the other half, you know, the Muppets take down the Empire.
1: Yeah, but anyway, they um, were part of the resistance, right? But in but in Rogue One, you know, this is where it's really tipping the scales into the war, um, and you sort of see, you sort of see, you know, how people are already in danger, and people are doing things that are maybe against, you know, their human nature in order to. Further the rebellion, yeah. So killing people that have information that they need. Yeah,
0: we saw that allowing people beginning. to
1: die so that they can save information and plans. Um, it's you know it's the dark side of any rebellion that lives will be lost when you're fighting. Mm-hmm. You know for this guerrilla
0: tactics too. Right, yeah, you know for
1: people's freedom um, and human rights.
0: You saw, yeah, you saw. You know the you know the Empire just stripping all the crystals out of that city.
1: Right out of the Jedi Temple, mm-hmm. right because they want to Je- um, they want to emasculate Jedi. the Jedi and make it impossible for them to create weapons to fight back.
0: Exactly right, and we
1: all know that their plan fails miserably twice. <laughs> well, three times now.
0: Yeah, three yeah. times now. Yeah, I mean the the Resistance. Um, you know the the First Order. They're they're just a bunch of bullies. I, I really felt like in the Force Awakens they didn't they don't have the strength that the Empire had. I feel like the First Order, you know, and I feel like they had a lot of stuff on that planet that got destroyed. You know, where, um, who knows what shape they're in now, anyway.
1: I mean, I think they had to have a backup weapon. Because, like, we had talked about this before on previous podcasts, where, like, when they created the Death Star, we really feel like they had... A second weapon, been this- ready for Jedi. Yeah, you know, that it wasn't finished yet, but they, it it hadn't. They didn't just start from scratch; like it was already there. Yeah. So I think again, you know, the um, Star Killer base, they probably have another one that started out there, maybe not finished. I don't know if it'll have the same level of power, but it's probably out there cuz we're going to have to keep fighting against this enemy. But they're again, you know, very similar to the empire. They want to rule and control by fear. Right. And, you know, they don't like anybody that opposes them. They don't like any different viewpoints. They don't want democracy. They want, you know, a king. Or they want, you know, a despot. They want someone who rules over everything, yeah. and makes all decisions. Right. In this case, probably Snoke at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, but previously it was the Emperor, right. um, who was going to cede his power to Vader and/or Luke, but ended up getting thrown down a shaft with his fun little lightning bolts Whee! following him, Both. bro. Yeah.
0: So yeah, <laughs> Star Wars is the classic tale of rebellion. Uh, so, I want to talk about the Battlestar Galactica. This is, we're strictly talking reboot, we're not talking 70s series. So, the first thing we see is when Hilo is left on Caprica, in the pilot, I was under the impression that that was the last time we were going to see him. But, as he's there, and and he's continuing to run, you know, he runs, he eventually meets up with the people who are running the Resistance on on Caprica, and he learns, you know, what they're doing with like you know, how everybody has like you know heavy rounds. That's how they got to take down the you know the toasters, as they they called the the robots. <laughs> toasters. Um. So that was that was you know really awesome. Like you know they they were able to like they had their base, but they could get out of their base and they could um, move out to uh, more populated areas. They were smart. You know, they had nobody to trade information with. There was nobody on the inside because everybody on the inside was a robot. Right. So. That was uh that was that was awesome, but what was even better is in the last couple great episodes of the show. Because if you watch the show you know that New Caprica once they get off of New Caprica, the show takes a giant nosedive for the next like three years. There really was barely a good episode. So they're on New Caprica and now there are sympathizers with the Cylons. There are people that are, you know, working with them, they're Cylons that are sympathizing with the humans and um, you see a lot more of the back to those grill tactics, you know, and you saw so you see your Galactica crew members that are living on the planet that are there and they're um, you know blowing stuff up and they're, you know, taking out Cylons and they're they're, they're you know, the, the human cylons are outed. So you know you know like half of the half of the human cylons are and they're clones and stuff like that and how they're they're ruling over the people on this planet, which is very dreary, very terrible place to live. So um, Battlestar Galactica definitely has some great, you know, resistance stories intertwined in the two and a half seasons that it was good. Mm-hmm. Not the two and a half seasons that it was bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, children and Men. So this is a dystopian future where people can no
1: longer have children, Um, and so they celebrate the birthday of the youngest person in the world, who I believe is like 25 or something when the movie starts. Um, and the premise is there's one pregnant girl. Mm -hmm. So they're all trying to protect the pregnant girl and find out, you know, how that happened and if this is a potential, you know, repopulation of the world or if it's just this one isolated incident. The interesting thing about this is the rebellion is kind of against... You know, nature. Yeah, I guess because because it's not a government that's stopping people from having children. It's like nature and existence itself that is said like, "Hey, humans, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> You're done." Um, kind of like a cooler version of I think what M Night Shyamalan, Ding Dong was trying to do with the happening, where the environment rebelled against humanity. But in this case, it's their own bodies that are saying like, "Nope, nope." No more of you, thanks Not very much um, so people are trying to figure out what happened, can we fix it, why did it happen? and then we have an opportunity for one person to come back and potentially you know have have a child so does does that mean this is going to happen again, or is this the last chance for humanity um, so that's interesting because it's a totally different type of rebellion
0: uh v for vendetta is a great story of resistance, so we're have you know we're kind of like in a it's in the future, right?
1: It's a dystopian future. Yeah, it's like a separate timeline, right? Where, where like a fascist regime regime has taken over in London,
0: right? Right. Which
1: didn't happen, so it's not necessarily like twenty fifty three or anything like that. No. it's it's probably like somewhat modern time, but it's not the modern time that we. Yeah, because I
0: didn't remember it being much more different so. than the time we have now. Yeah, kind of yeah. like
1: the man in High Castle.
0: So yeah, it's exactly. Not, it's like an
1: alternative. Yeah, alt-
0: old history as life. as uh, Hannah would say.
1: Right. So, yeah. In this case, it's like a fascist regime that's taken over London,
0: killing people, taking away your rights. Yep. Banning travel. These should all sound familiar. Yes. <laughs> something else Keeping is going on. Keeping immigrants
1: out of your locations. What?
0: So yeah. v for vendetta was you know. Very hard line into how to get your freedom back is through, you know, violence and and destruction and, you know. Which, again,
1: we don't condone unless you're punching Nazis. Right. You know what? You know what? I'm not going to judge. We'll figure out what you have to do. I'm going to try to maintain peaceful, calm Mm -hmm. demeanor and try to be hopeful and help people.
0: Like I said, Um, we had a victory yesterday and nobody got hurt.
1: Exactly. You can use your intellect to overthrow idiots. But, um, in this case, yeah they were there were bombings um you got your guy in a mask and a guy fox mask um running around and you know letting people know through the media, which is kind of cool, like using the media as a tool for rebellion, um that you know he was indeed trying to overthrow the government, and if you wanted to get behind him, you could pick up your own guy fox mask and pretend to be v um he had a woman who was involved in the media helping him with his you know, attempted overthrow of the government. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, scary and sad, but an interesting tale of how to get stuff done, mm-hmm. if you're so inclined.
0: Yeah, so yeah, V for Vendetta is, like, the... the I guess the more, like, the the classic tale... I well, like, the Star Wars is definitely the, the most classic, but V for Vendetta, a lot of people... Reference that, wouldn't it? Awesome.
1: Yeah, because V's kind of like on his own, but representing people that didn't. Well, he's like a the symbol. Government. He's yeah. a symbol. Whereas in Star Wars, like there is an active group of people fighting a war together. Right, this is true. Who may not all have the exact same vision, but are sharing information and creating a network. Whereas V, he sort of started a whole network, mm-hmm. but it was his own impetus. Yes. To say, like, I'm not going to stand for this.
0: Right. So, I want to talk about Dune real quick. So, in Dune... Dune!
1: Sand snakes!
0: So, um... The spice. Uh, so... Oh, my. You know, we know that, you know, Paul's family has been given the planet, given control of Arrakis, and all the riches that come with it. But, you know, um... It was all set up. And his family gets wiped out, and he gets ousted... And he's out there, and he meets the you know, uh, f- oh shoot, the no, Fremen, you know, warriors out there, and, and trains with them, and and works with them to you know come back, and you know they they really they almost like worship him as a god. Whoa! And those little voice vocal weapons uh, from um, the David Lynch version that that's not in the book. <laughs> not not a thing. Nope. Watch the, watch the, as much as I like David Lynch movies, watch the Sci-Fi Channel one that came out in 2000. That's the better adaptation of Dune. Um, I just, I would never want to read any Frank Herbert ever again in <laughs> my life. I just, oh, the, yeah, I don't know. That's just, just the way I am. So, um, we have, you know, the story of Resistance, we basically have, you know, you have the good people in power. The people who are going to be fair, taken out by the people who just want to control. And then you have the you know the rebellion, the uprising, and then you have you know taken back of control in Dune. So that just saved you like nine hours.
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of nine hours, one that we didn't originally include on the list but bears mention is Game of Thrones.
0: You know, Game of Thrones. So you have the Lannister family. Yeah, it definitely has some running. Resistance. Yep,
1: controlling the Iron Throne, being a bunch of jerk faces. Um, not wanting anyone to be against them, even though they're corrupt and evil. And then you have everybody around deciding that now is the time to overthrow them. So mm-hmm. hopefully Daenerys and Jon Snow, one or both of them, will be set up to take out those Lannister jerks next jerks. season. Because there's very little left of the Lannisters at this point.
0: That's a good thing. Yeah. With um, eight episodes ago?
1: Yeah. Just eight episodes
0: Just left. eight episodes. Well,
1: I heard from one of my friends I was talking to the other day that it's potentially possible that George R. R. Martin is not going to finish writing Game of Thrones. Because he said he was happy with what HBO did, and he feels like he doesn't have anything to add. Whoa! So, I don't know. I mean, I kind of hope that's not true, because I only read part of the first book, and he's a really wonderful writer. But I have heard that that he's sort of like seeding into them and saying, like, yeah, you finish it, I'm good. Wow, I don't know if that's true. It's just a rumor, but
0: I feel like if that was true, though, I would have. Also, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm my mind is kind of like.
1: Yeah, I was kind of like. I don't wow. know what to
0: say. <laughs>
1: but at the same time, like, I totally appreciate where he's coming from because if somebody's already told your story, right, and they finish it for you, it's kind of hard. Like, see, this is like, Jeff and I have this discussion a lot. I have a hard time writing when I know what my ending is. Because I feel like once I know what my ending is, it's already there, and I'm bored, and I feel like I don't have to tell you the story. But if I don't know where I'm going, then I'm still working on the story.
0: But I do the opposite thing. He does the opposite thing. And that actually was not inspired to me from any book or anything like that. That was inspired to me from watching Lost and being like, oh, what the heck, you made this up, like, that morning. Which,
1: P.S., they did. I've read that, that the writers from Lost, like, they just threw stuff in there and they never had any intention of...
0: But once I saw that ending, I knew that, you know, anything I ever had to write, I have to know the ending. I have to know this is the last thing like, you know, they beat the squirrels and save the day at the end of the the end of the story, you know, like they have to it has like I have to know where it's going. Like I put something in my GPS, but then let's discover what's along the way to get to the route. Yep. So I I understand, but that's why we're a good team.
1: Yeah, we are. All right, team. But I could understand where George is coming from because who wants to tell a story that's already been told?
0: You know, Uh, I get that. True.
1: Um, Anyway, on to our next story of rebellion and woe. All
0: right, so, ugh, the the Matrix.
1: We're mentioning it only because we kind of have to. The first one was okay. The rest of them. But um, in general, this is a situation where robots have won a war against humanity and they're siphoning off our life force um, until a couple of folks get woke, as they say nowadays, and they decide to rebel. Um, So the people, there are people that are living... I didn't stick with it that long.
0: Nah. Okay, so there's people living in the... Well, it's been out for a long time. Yeah. No, you saw them all. I know you did. So anyway. um, The last thing I remember is like... (laughs)
1: <laughs> Keanu, Keanu, like on a park bench with <laughs> the, yeah, maybe. I don't know what happened after
0: that. <laughs> I think just about the whole country has been disappointed by these movies. So, mm, yeah. Anyway, so with the Matrix though, you have the people living down the core having that giant weird mud orgy. Uh,
1: that was they're Living like
0: close fan. to like the planet core with no no natural light, you know. So <sighs> they're down there and they're trying to rebel against the. The Matrix by sending people into the Matrix with, you know... To just hump it. Just to hump it. Just to hump the Matrix till it breaks.
1: (laughs) Just kidding, that's not part of the story.
0: There's a lot of flaws (laughs) in the logic, though, of of the Matrix, though, in the, the rebellion, and can you beat up a... You know, like the, basically like the video game aspect of it and the yeah, fighting and stuff like that. Right. There's a lot of flaws in the story as you look back on it. Mm. And I actually don't like the first one as much as I used to. And that's only because the second and third one were so terrible. The Let's just stop talking about the Matrix. It I mean, is a story of rebellion anyway, because yeah, the robots are, are overlords, are taking control of everything, and the and humans the, are fighting yeah, back. Yeah,
1: and some people that you think were like sympathizers or helpful to the cause were actually traitors.
0: Because we don't have Terminator on our list because in the Terminator franchise, the, the fight isn't really being fought against the machines in the, in the future. It's being fought in the past. I mean, granted, don't go me wrong, we see battles...
1: Yeah, I mean, we could, we in could chat about Terminator And in quickly.
0: Genesis, we saw battles that are taking place against the robot overlords resistance. in the future, yeah, yeah, but...
1: And the resistance really is just in the fact that humans have a purpose, like Harry Potter says, you know? Yeah,
0: it's pretty much... We
1: have something to fight for. Robots don't have anything to fight for except just to continue to be robots.
0: Yeah, so in, in, in the Terminator franchise, it was, you know, it was... Let's defeat Skynet and take it back. And every human was a resistance member in that. Yeah. Where in the Harry Potter's when they're resisting against Voldy, Voldy things. Voldy things are some Death Eaters. Yeah. And but as soon eaters. as the Death
1: Eaters realized that Harry didn't get killed by Voldy, they all pieced out.
0: Yeah. Except well, except for
1: Bellatrix because she's cuckoo bananas, and apparently had a kid with Voldy things. If you read, you know, the cursed child. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But okay.
0: Do you think Voldy things are <laughs> not want to get nasty?
1: No, I don't think he had a thing.
0: I don't think J.K. Rowling <laughs> didn't think that Voldy things didn't have a... What do we? Uh, wangs? a Wang, bang like dang you know, dangle. Wang in it?
1: He was like part snake. I don't know what was going on with him at that point, but whatever. Anyway. How do you think he went to the bathroom? I don't want to know.
0: <laughs> so, in in Harry Potter, though, the resistance was it was... You know, the people who wanted to to fight back. But, you know, we'll see, we'll see that. Hopefully we see that, you know, I think we're already starting to see it, though, with Trump, though. We're already seeing the people that are realizing that the ship is sinking, tweeting and broadcasting and being like, I'm so sorry I voted for Trump. And I didn't
1: know he was going to do this, even though
0: I probably should have. But he's doing everything he promised. Right. So how did you not know he was going to do this?
1: He they probably thought he was just going to do it to somebody else. That's kind of where the evil mind.
0: But that is that is the that is a recurring theme in all these things. Like right. for sympathizers, it's somebody
1: else that's going to get hurt, not me. But yep. then eventually they come for you too.
0: Yeah, they come for us all. Anyway, I just thought of something. Hmm. Since Uber is sided with Trump, should we change the name of our the rental car service in um?
1: No, because it's called Imprisoned Uber,
0: and we're making yeah. fun of it. Okay. Just making fun. Making sure. All right, uh, let's move on here to... Uh, so, Logan's Run is a classic uh, 70s sci-fi dystopian future. They're living in, like, a domage. Everybody's the doom! Huddled mass in domes. So, you got some... Um, we got you got some people who are in charge of uh, tracking down people who are about to turn 30.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like Children of the Corn, but like a government-controlled Children of the Corn where you can only live to a certain age. Yeah, and so you can only be... eliminated.
0: Once you get to 30, you know, that's it. You're vaporized, you know. Um, Dang, that's harsh. Yeah. Even, so, even
1: Jesus got to be 33 for crying out loud.
0: But uh, the main character, yeah, the main character learns uh, something Damn. he shouldn't and then, you know, he's on the run. And he's got to, you know, find a way to uh, escape. That's the
1: thing with these fascist governments. People need to keep aware and awake about is that they don't want you to know things. Oh,
0: yeah. Media blackouts. they tell you, yep,
1: things that you see and things that you hear are not real. And they're going to shut you out of certain things that they decide on behind closed doors that never get out in the public. Oh, yeah. Because they want to control information. And, you know, all sorts of regimes have done this over time. The Roman Catholic Church used to do mass only in Latin so that the people that were poor that came there didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. It's an evil tactic. Just yeah. be aware of people and keep looking for information at all times because that is the biggest weapon that we have.
0: Information is the biggest weapon that we have. We've got a couple more movies to discuss here. Avatar has some stories of rebellion, but it's mostly one Smurf, rebelling yeah, against you against know
1: corporations. Against corporations.
0: Yeah, I mean the corporation seriously was stripping the land oh, and no, killing. titanium. just obtained it. Um, <laughs> not the greatest story. Great looking movie. Mm hmm. Uh, still still looks good today.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, as far as story goes, we we.
1: You know, I do give props for the sort of environmental protection. Aspects of the movie. The planet people was people really there. original. A
0: lot about like you know having a planet. You know, James Cameron. If he would like to join the
1: resistance,
0: <laughs> probably already has. If he's not like,
1: yeah, oh, he's in like scouring, the Mariana
0: Trench again yeah, now. I think I just saw him um, bottom
1: of the ocean to find sea creatures that would
0: no. Right now, he's he's <laughs> he's filming like three Avatar movies back to back. Oh, okay. That aren't scheduled to come out in, for another like five years. Okay. So like all those actors like and actresses like that like the Sam like, Worthington like, like that's where he's been. Zoe Saldana. After
1: oh, she she's been around. She she just, she's, she's just She's got just Guardians a, coming out yeah, in a Guardians. couple of months. Yeah, She did that bizarre movie. Never mind, I'm not going to talk about it because it upsets me too much. Which one? Where she was in Blackface playing. Um,
0: you didn't tell me about this one. No, it's terrible. I don't okay. want to talk about it because right. it's too sad. And okay. I really like
1: Nina Simone. I was sad.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'll let that go.
0: So Zoe <laughs> was in that and then she was in, she was in that Star Trek Action movie that came out last year. Into darkness. No, that came out a couple of years ago. Beyond oh, yeah. was the one that came out. Last Beyond, year, where they were all dancing. Darkness. To um, it's pretty dark. You boys, yes, you're funny. <laughs> Anyway, the Hunger Games is a great, great yeah, book about about resistance. Names. And what's great about the books of the Hunger Games is Katniss's internal monologue, which is completely lost in the in yes. the excellent film adaptations. Those yeah. four movies are great movies.
1: Yes, they are. Um,
0: They're really fun
1: and exciting and dark and scary. And Catching intense. Fire
0: was funny. Yeah. Catching Fire captured a little bit of her inner monologue, but in, but not not as not as much as, as you know.
1: You know, you gotta laugh in the darkest times. That's what keeps us human.
0: So here, you know, we have we have you know the leader is good, the leader is great, surrender our will as of this date. You know, as the you know we have the the president Snow.
1: President Snow. He's um he keeps the people in the capital happy. Yes, they are rich and well, way 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 fed better than they should be because they, they eat so much. They throw up, like, in ancient Rome.
0: Right, exactly. And they are There's entertained a lot of Rome. by the
1: death of the poor people in the surrounding districts that yeah. support their lifestyle, Right, suffer horribly for that.
0: Their food, their clothes, their their power, mm-hmm. all that stuff comes from the outlining districts. Where
1: the people are treated like
0: slaves and starved. Yeah. And...
1: Very, very poor and cold, and
0: and the betting on the the games themselves, and the you know the the sports center esque like breakdowns of of everything is just right. so the media right the media coverage
1: everybody's you know it's like the Olympics once a year on. yeah but more evil because they manipulate everything to be supportive of the capital even when it's not you
0: mean to tell me you weren't thinking Hunger Games with the water that was in uh, Rio last year when they had to like. The water was like eighty percent dookie yep. that they had to like swim in. Oops! Like, yep. Oh, I feel bad for you. You're U.S. heroes. You are. You're world heroes.
1: Well, except for that douche that like pretended he got. That robbed. guy was an idiot.
0: <laughs> Locky,
1: what a jackass!
0: Oh man. No, my head hurts thinking about it. I know the, the, Hunger, Games place, is, but the Hunger
1: Games is the Hunger Games,
0: but I lo- what I love about the Hunger Games, is that, you know, I love her like you know, her little sister was was cast. She volunteered. She became the face of it. Then she becomes the face of the rebellion, and then she, you know, she stands up for everything, and she she moves in there. She doesn't want to do it, but she has to do it. She's the only one that can really
1: galvanize the people. Everybody, yeah. Everybody can get behind her because she was kind and she showed love and mercy, which is not what the government was about. And people realized that humans could be better than that.
0: And she had a big choice to make at the end, which we're not gonna we're not gonna give it away, just in case you're one of those five people that don't know the story. But there was
1: Gail sucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. If you know what we're talking about, that's good. And if you don't, get a
1: go watch The Hunger Games you know, and, you better yet, read the books
0: because they really are awesome. And you know what? They're they're actually book one and two are not very long books at all. No. And book three is like the the same length as one and two, like smushed together. They're not long books at all. No,
1: they're not. Take far less time to read than Harry Potter,
0: which is just amazing. So. Alright, um uh, moving right along here, let's look at the time. Oh, we got plenty of time. V. So V we got we got aliens showing up saying like you know, we come in peace. Well they're more like Lizard, we'll eat you. lizard, or nom, nom, you know. nom, nom. so you know. the The plan here is that they we are their food, but they're gonna befriend us first. Yep.
1: How to they serve make, humans? Yeah. How to like cook for
0: for uh, humans? Yep.
1: Like the four. Simpsons episode, yeah. which was actually based on the episode of the Twilight Zone. Right. Yep.
0: So the the aliens, um, they're here to eat us. They want to get us healthy. They want to fatten us up. Yep. They want to like you know Maybe get us even f- have
1: some hybrid babies with us. Yeah, possibly. But mostly snack on us.
0: Snacking. Yeah, mostly for snacking. So,
1: um... Some people want to believe that they're all good. Some people decide to resist.
0: Yeah, so the resistance movement here is, you know, at first it's it's information, and then we, we start moving up, you know, find out more attacks. You know, trying to spread the word and not everybody's buying into it. Mm-hmm. Which I, I feel like, you know, things in, in you know, Trump's America have gone from just information to moving quickly like, you've I think gone like,
1: from suck to blow <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's gonna be the podcast description it's gone from suck to blow in this country people I really liked the V uh, reboot I thought season 2 was better than season 1 I really liked where they were going at the end of that showing you uh, that the government had their own kind of like intel on the resistance and they were part of like this bigger thing but then it got canned I don't know what network it was on anyway. If it was CVS, it wouldn't have surprised me because <laughs> CBS and science fiction stink. So, I don't know. I don't remember. It was a couple of years ago anyway. We haven't seen it yeah. on the air since. Juliet so. from Lost was on it. Yeah. I don't know. She was on a bunch of stuff right after she got killed off Lost, and then I haven't seen her in a while, have you? No. She's Maybe probably she on hired. some procedural show that we don't watch. Yeah, probably. It's like, oh yeah, there she is. Um, you know, V, check it out. We have... um Uh, a fight club next as a a kind of a story of rebellion and resistance.
1: Right. This is, to me, it's a story of rebellion just against society in general and the norms of society and just Mm -hmm. saying like, hey, we don't want to participate in that. We don't want to spend all of our money on Ikea furniture and khakis. Like, we don't need that. Maybe we just need each other. We don't need fancy cappuccinos. We just need coffee and lots and lots of soap. Soap. Yeah, also, so, so it was an overthrow of the corporate um, world and businesses.
0: If you reset, uh, the, the debt level, we all go back to zero. Yep. So,
1: different type of rebellion.
0: Different type of rebellion, but, but still, still
1: interesting in its own right.
0: Still rebelling against the way corporations are you know, right, joining. and
1: and like the way that American society just sort of, you know, demoralizes people and and controls you by this need to be a consumer, right. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's in debt to the company store. Kind of like Joe versus Volcano. Yeah. You know, where you can never, you're never gonna have enough money to pay off what you owe. But why do you even need what you're buying? You know? Just interesting.
0: Alright, so the next movie on our list that we wanna talk about is uh, Soil and Green.
1: Soil and Green is people!
0: That's right, it's people.
1: Mm hmm. Great Charlton Heston movie from the 70s.
0: Right, Charlton Heston had his like, trilogy of dystopian stuff from, uh, Planet of the Apes to Soylent Green and, uh, Omega Man. So, uh, which is, you know, I am, I am legend, you know, that was the reboot. Uh, so, Soylent Green, um, the government controls people
1: because it controls the food source. People can't grow their own food and there isn't wildlife anymore because the earth has been so destroyed. They don't, Really, explain why, but it's probably just a combination of the corporations and probably war, so everybody's starving, and there's rations um and people are only entitled to a certain amount of rations, like one quarter portion type thing That's one everyone. quarter portion it's not just people that don't have money, it's everybody it's everybody, yeah, and so there's limited resources, and it turns out that at the end of it that Silent is people <laughs> The only thing that's left to eat, yeah, is other humans. And so they they put people to death in a way that they think is peaceful by making them like see you know, bunnies and deer and but then they turn you into a hamburger.
0: Yeah. Mm hmm.
1: So it's a pretty evil world.
0: Yeah, I'm chewing really, this burger. It really tastes like Joe. <gasps> oh no
1: You can't really rebel. Not that I know what Joe tastes like. When you're starving. Never mind. So, it's an effective and evil method of control.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, messed up. So, shut it down. But, the question is, I always wondered that, you know, at the end, you know, when they they shut it down, what's everyone going to start eating?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, there isn't anything to eat. Right. So... You might know that it's people, but what alternatives do you have? Because the Earth has been destroyed, so they're just going to continue to control right. people. I mean, there's... I don't know how you rebel.
0: You know it's another one that's on this list that we didn't talk about? It's not a very great movie, is uh, Elysium, where Matt Damon puts on, like, that suit and goes to take back... Right. The rich people are living in space. Earth is, like, a wasteland. The rich people, and they have all the food and water and, uh, and um, the medical healthcare. treatment... Yeah. They have these like bio beds, you just get in and it just cures you right up by sitting there. Right. And there's people that could really benefit from the technology on earth, but money you can't access it. Yeah. It's
1: another effective method of control is is having access to medical care. And if, oh, you, yeah. if you can't be healthy,
0: why do you think his fight? first step was to repeal repeal Obamacare? Just to get your control.
1: Yep. Yeah. Because the wealthy, the really, really wealthy don't necessarily need medical insurance because they have millions in the bank that they can use if anything goes wrong. And they also take advantage of preventative health, which a lot of poor people can't take advantage of, like going to the dentist or having screenings Uh for, you know, STDs or cancer and Mm -hmm. things like that that cost money every year. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have money, you're going to use it to buy food and not get checked out. And so by the time you... You know, realize there's a problem. It's probably too late.
0: Mm Hmm. I hear you. I hear you.
1: Another movie that riffs on this is In Time. Um. So, but instead of talking about food and healthcare, this is actually like the time that you have to live. So it's kind of
0: you stop aging at 25. Was it?
1: I think so. But then you only have whatever hours are allotted to you, and rich people sort of trade on the the time that poor people have so you make a certain amount of money every day that's given to you in time yeah um but you can trade that in for things like food or time for other people mm-hmm. and then the profits go to the rich who get to live for hundreds of years exactly um so it's just like an exploited version of you know food or health care it's uh it's time you know which is what health gives you
0: right exactly so yeah, And lots you have of... people
1: rebelling against it because they realize that it's it's wrong. So you have one rich guy who saves up all this time and gives it to, like, a random poor person that he finds, which has to be Justin Timberlake. Um, because he wants to subvert the system because he knows it's wrong. And also he realizes, too, like, you can live for hundreds and hundreds of years, but it's still, like, your life. And eventually you're going to be like, what the heck is the point of all of this? Just kind of like the paradox of being a vampire,
0: like, at a certain point. Is, is that enough? That's a good point. Vampires. Daybreakers. That was kind of like something. The, the vampires were out of options. Right. think about it, that everyone was a vampire and they were out of humans to eat.
1: And the humans wanted to rebel and then some of the vampires wanted to join them and yeah. become humans again.
0: They f- yeah, because some people figured it regime. out. If you, if you go into the light and you put out and you, when your body combusts bust on fire and you jump in the water... Or no, they, he was taking the oxygen out of the room. That's how they turned themselves back right. to humans. Yep. After yeah, after getting bit, so that was yeah. So that was that's another good one too. But to close this all up about our sto- stories of um, resistance and rebellions is Firefly. Firefly is you know the heartwarming story of of the brown coats, You know, in the beginning we see this. We see the Great War. We know what happened is that Earth got used up. They needed to move out. They started terraforming all these planets, you know, the planets that were that were that were closest to the central. And is just kind of like Star Wars too. There's the central systems, and then there's the outer rim. Well, um, you know, Firefly, uh, the crew really they they do most of the work in the outer rim. They don't go near the center. They're not favored because they're brown coats because they believed in, you know, not abiding by the corporate rule. Not doing whatever, you know, all of the, um, help me out. Establishment. Yes, the you know, the establishment, you know, wanted to do. So. Um, Firefly, they, they run into sympathizers with their cause all the time, even though the war has been over a long time. There's still people that know who they are and know what they did for the rebellion, and that's great. So watch your backs out there, people. These are uh, dark times. We had our first victory, and hopefully, it's the first of many.
1: Be careful. Look out for other people.
0: Yeah. Remember, information is your greatest weapon.
1: So and believe what you see in here, not what the government
0: tells you. That's true. Exactly. And they're calling for a media blackout or no more scientists talking. We've seen all these things before in Nazi Germany, right? So exactly, Venezuela. You know,
1: the Baghdad Bob, like you mentioned. Yeah,
0: Baghdad Bob. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Even
1: in the Hunger Games, too. Yeah, Caesar Flickerman trying to make it seem like they had it all figured out.
0: Oh yeah, but Pete not on showing. TV. Yeah, yep.
1: what was actually going on?
0: Exactly so just
1: watch each other's backs you know be true to yourself be kind don't live in fear because fear is the path to the dark
0: side mm-hmm. as they said in episode one mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so until next week you can go to our website and check out uh, our other podcasts you can check out our books com. you can check us out on twitter facebook all sorts of things and stuff you can get all those links from our website
1: check out our books on Amazon if you Mm -hmm. feel like buying
0: them we have a dollar short that just came out called uh, 28 Teeth Later Mm -hmm. about some uh, uh, a character who gets a a tooth removed and uh, he starts a redneck zombie outbreak yep so for a dollar you can read it on your Kindle which is anything your Kindle can be your phone or your tablet You don't need a Kindle, per se. All right, well, we hope you enjoy your week.
1: Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes.